This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello and welcome to Front Office Features. I am Rob Crane, here as always with Chris Valente. Chris, hello, my friend. Hello, Rob. So we got the boss man on the radio, uh, on the radio, on the podcast today. What am I, a hundred? He makes fun of me for being a hundred anyway. Uh, old soul. No, was, he said you're an old soul, which is fine. I'm not. The, I hate that term. It's basically like you're an old man in a young person's body. Yeah. Uh, and that's not true. That is not true. It's untrue. Because I don't watch movies, that means I'm old. Actually, old no, people old, watch old people watch movies. I'd say that's actually the opposite. Right? I, I, I'm not an old soul. I'm a young man, damn it. <laughs> Keep telling yourself that. I am. My birthday's coming up next month. Yep. Yep. So They're not really that coming up. Three nine, baby. One more year. At least it's not the forties, because that means you still have hope to actually do something fun for your fortieth. Yeah, that's right. I'm I'm glad about that. I want to um I don't know. I want I, I told my wife this. The only thing that I want for my fortieth birthday is to go to the Masters. Oh. We might be able to help. I, make- I would give up I would give up, Chris, every birthday gift for the rest of time to go to the masters okay that seems like i was actually you know that's so weird that you just said that i was literally just going to ask you before we start this podcast have you ever been to the masters no i i would i would kill a human being with my bare hands uh (laughs) to go to the masters (laughs) edit that out edit (laughs) no 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 leave it in i would kill a human being with my bare hands (laughs) to go to the masters oh boy it's like the dream it's the dream for me so it's always around, and the Masters, you know, is in. Uh, we'll talk about this next week because I love it so much. The Masters uh, is usually right around minor league baseball opening weekend. Yep. And we're always home, so it's like I never really get to sit and watch the Masters like I have. So like, if you come into my office, like one, I, I either bring like another screen or one screen is dedicated to the Masters, and I'll follow a group. Right? I don't like golf coverage because you go from like one shot to the next shot to the next shot yeah i like to follow a group and i'm a tiger guy so i like when tiger's playing i got tiger's group on right so and i just hope that he's with other guys that i that i like watching well your coworkers, and then i'll follow the main group you know on the you know the um you know the sunday the last group on sunday and rob probably the last group on saturday too but uh i i just i love the masters it's in two weeks i'm fired up for it i can't wait well your coworkers after you turn 39 should stay far away from you now that they know you're in a murderous mindset <laughs> so that they might be sacrificed for you to go to the masters one of our owners of the uh of the paw socks uh is a is a member really at, at, at augusta he's a member at augusta so every time i see him I am laying on thick. I'm asking every question about Augusta. I'm asking when was the last time he played? What was it like there? What's going on? Tell me about 
things that I want to know. I'm like enthralled um, with his master. I was supposed to go this year. Because Fenway does a trip every year. We take yeah. clients. I was supposed I was talking to Huck about it. I was supposed to go. And uh, clearly that didn't happen. Thanks, COVID. Uh, and so, yeah, that would have been my first. I haven't been. So I was going to go. Um, if you would have went to the Masters. You would have killed me. I, 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 I've, I, I've heard. Now. I would, I would have, <laughs> Murderous Rage would have taken your ticket. I would change my identity to Chris Valente so I could go to the Masters. The, the, go, I, I think I would choose life over going to the Masters. So I would just give you my ticket and say, here, <laughs> go for it. I have right, heard. We never explained who the boss man was or anything like this about who our interview was with in this, did we? No, we haven't. We haven't. We just kind of went on a tangent. About well, we haven't. We stuff. haven't kicked it over to him yet. So when, before we kick it to him, we'll explain who it is. All right. Well, the boss is on the not Bruce Springsteen. But I that you know that would be awesome as a Jersey guy. That would be fantastic. New album out. New album out. Interesting album. I won't go into the review yet, but interesting. Um, but yes, we have Kevin Jones, the CEO of Blue Wire Pods, to, on to enlighten all of us about the business side of the podcast world. Give you some great advice on what you can be doing from your content strategy and also very willing to work and help you. So without further ado, you kick it off to our, our boss. And here's Kevin Jones, CEO of Blue Wire Podcast, a.k.a. our boss. I'm Chanae Ogwumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. So our guest today is uh, Kevin Jones. Kevin runs, he's our boss kind of, yeah, right? Yeah, boss. I was going to say our boss is here. So we got our, our, our boss is here. So everyone be on their best behavior. Kevin Jones runs uh, Blue Wire Podcast. Uh, Kevin, uh, welcome to Front Office Features. Rob and Chris, pleasure to be here. I'm super pumped to be on this pod. You guys are growing fast and reaching a unique audience. Excited to talk about my journey creating Blue Wire. So let's dive right into it. So you you were uh, you and Chris and Chris correct me where I'm wrong. You guys were uh, UMass uh, you UMass alum, right? No, I got connected through a UMass. Connected through a UMass. So alum, Josh right? Duboff connected me because he reached out to me. He's like, hey, I just want to know what's going on with your podcast. I find it fascinating, and just gave him the spiel. And he said, I need to connect you with someone over at Blue Wire Pods. Have you ever heard of it? And I started looking into it. I was like, no, no. And then all of a sudden, I got introduced to Kevin, and the rest was history. Not not too long after, we had a conversation, and we were then all of a sudden at contract. So it was a pretty seamless transition to go from free agents to inside the Blue Wire Pod network. So thank you, Kevin, for bringing us on board. They say build it, and they, they will come. It's kind of been like that for Blue Wire. There was a need in the marketplace course there's ringer of course there's barstool of course there's espn there's not a place for the quote-unquote next tier down of content people who are user-generated content but still reaching huge audiences and blue wire is trying to legitimize the content that you guys are creating that laker film room is creating bronx pinstripes the internet is the great equalizer and as more and more channels pop up i think as you guys saw, just joining a network, there's only benefits typically, as long as it's a well-run organization, you're typically gonna get 
more opportunities for revenue and marketing and partnerships, et cetera. So yeah, happy you guys are on board. I built the thing two years ago, Blue Wire, and happy to go into the I'd why. love to know the story. How did it even yeah. start, right? Like, how do you find like, yeah, there's Barstool and then there's this, and then I don't know, I've got, now I'm right, raising millions of dollars in Series A funding. Like, how does this even get started? Because I went out and I was the reporter, Rob. I did it for eight years before this. So TV in DC, this was 2011 through 2013. I worked at CBS in Washington, DC. So I was 23 at the time. I actually struggled getting a job right out of college. For, so I graduated from East Carolina in 2011. First few months, I couldn't find the right fit. Luckily landed at, um, in, in DC at this TV station. I was doing high school football at first. It wasn't the dream job at first, but I slowly started turning into a good opportunity. I started covering the Redskins. I started covering the Wizards. John Wall was a rookie. Bryce Harper was a rookie. Um, RG3 was a rookie. And I, Twitter was becoming popular. I started using those platforms at a TV station differently than people. The Cleveland Browns recognized what I was doing. They were hiring a new digital reporter. I wanted to leave my hometown in DC. So I, I went to work for the Cleveland Browns team side. I was writing for clevelandbrowns.com and appearing on ESPN 850 in Cleveland. Dream come true. The Browns are the Browns. So Johnny Menzel was the QB at the time. That was the exciting part to go cover him. He wasn't a bust yet. He was exciting from Texas A&M. I was going to be flying on the team playing with this dude. Became friends with Paul Kruger and Dante Whitner. So I built a network of agents and athletes and execs I know through the Browns, really. I was inside the building. Everyone gets fired from the Browns, including myself. Huh. It, it is a crazy building. Backstabbing <laughs> and aligning with folks. And it's like Game of Thrones within the building. There's regime changes, not just on the field, but off. So got some humble pie there. I was younger. I maybe deserved it, uh, but I had a crazy boss just not getting along. I was out of work for a while and then moved to San Francisco to work at KMBR and cover 49ers and Warriors. So I was this digital creator for a long time. KMBR was great. I, I was a manager there. I had a staff underneath me. I came up with a strategy. How do we get people to KMBR.com? People listen to the radio, but their website, like every radio website, was trash with ads and all this crap. We started aggregating blogs from the radio when Steve Young would say X, when Steph Curry would come on and say Y, in very uh, mini bite-sized formatting, and it really drew an audience. And then I had an opinionated voice, which I couldn't have with the Browns, so I wrote columns and went to all the games. It was amazing. I got to play for the first time with my own toolkit. KMBR Digital was my creation. And I kind of took it to the next level. They were monetizing it better. At the end of the day, I felt like I wasn't getting my fair share there. I felt like I didn't have a path to grow in digital at radio. But I had proven to myself, hey, I have this skill set. Long-winded way of saying Blue Wire was formed those eight years inside the Browns buildings, inside at this radio station where I was creating content on the Warriors and Kaepernick kneeling. And even at the TV station I started at it, I use that experience to say, wait a second, no one's touching podcasting. Um, And essentially 
I just think the industry was run poorly for content. There should be more opportunities. People weren't working with athletes. I was kind of also desperate too. I was like, I need a change. What am I going to do next? I keep bouncing around. So as your listeners who are trying to figure things out and think I figured it out, there was many years pulling my hair out, not figuring this out. And I'm done rambling for now. Come on in. (laughs) (laughs) One of the things that we talk a lot about and the advice that we give is called do something, just go do something, right? How did you find your way in what you love to do, right? So like when you were at the Browns, was there specific things that you really liked or then how did it become vlogging and not blogging? How did it become that and not so, uh, you know, how did it become Twitter and not LinkedIn? Like how did, how did the pieces kind of come together? I think I'm best at understanding those platform trends And when I was with the Browns, Twitter was becoming hotter and helping the team shift their strategy more towards there. Facebook has changed a lot over the years, but when I was coming up, it was so big and understanding what content would perform well there and what didn't. I like creating content for platforms, not the old article, not the 30 minute TV segment. I like to understand how to create content for the purple podcast button on your phone, the blue Twitter button, and the people who create it for those buttons. I think that's what I enjoyed most. And it took me a long time to understand that. I would be interviewing a player in the locker room with my microphone right there asking questions. This is amazing. And I would see people on Twitter getting so much engagement or someone posting a podcast right after a game. And I was like, that's actually better than standing in the locker room. Someone's at Someone's figuring it out more than me. What if I banded a team of people like this together? Who, yeah, you, maybe you don't have to be a full-time employee at a content creation yeah. place to create really good content is what I was looking at on the platforms. That's what I, I think, answering that question, I like platforms. That's where the customer lives now. And I still think SI, CBS Sports, they're all still focused on articles and all these other old vehicles of communication even though articles are important etc i think i i think there's a lane for digital content creation and native just native to that gotcha and where do you see we talked uh you know talk a lot about video and i see a lot of people creating more content on video whether it's through for their podcast through their podcast or just you know college age kids uh, trying to create video. Where do you see video going uh, in, the, in the coming years or in the, in, I should just say in the future? Yeah, I mean, overall, I think Netflix will get the NFL or March Madness and it will like shift tectonically how CBS or NBC operate. The NFL is at least 25, if not 35% of revenue for a lot of these huge corporations. So I think video, Netflix has, and YouTube have been the key of changing all that. In terms of podcast videos, you know, we look at companies like Wondery and Gimlet. Wondery made um, Dr. Death. They made Tiger King actually started as a podcast at Wondery. I don't watch any TV, none. Like I'm not a TV He's guy He's the worst at all. person ever to talk to about anything that's ever. <laughs> He's the I worst. He's I haven't worst. watched a movie in 10, it's, what is it, probably 10 years now? 11, 10, 11 just, years? I watch movies and I watch so many movies and I'm like, I don't know how to, I say a reference, I'm like, he doesn't get what the hell I'm talking about. This is pointless. This is a ridiculous drop that I'm telling it's him true. right now. He has no idea what I'm talking about. But I did okay. watch Tiger King. 
I don't know why. I just did. I like was enthralled with the Tiger King dude. There's you can create cultural phenomenon IP through a podcast first. So us as the company looking at the next remember the Titans, Blindside, Happy Gilmore, these amazing sports content pieces that live 30 years later. How can we start to develop that? And then for you guys and the rest of our company, this this video should live somewhere. The best clip of this should be somewhere. And how do we standardize that? Blue Wire, and I think other companies will too, of mirroring video and audio, these assets. To me, I can't watch a 45 minute video on digital or my computer. I can only look at a big screen, but I know others can't. So it's brands have to just pick formats, honestly, short form, long form, which platform, where are you gonna go? But I think there's endless ways to reach users now. Quibi, RIP. Um, <laughs> So, so Kevin, big question here, uh, obviously from the sports business side of things, one, without giving away too much of our information, divulge how a, a network such as a blue wire can go about generating revenue and what the end goal is like, why is all of a sudden investors looking at blue wire as a way to capitalize on putting money into a company such as ours? Like how do we go about finding the right brands to align with who we are and, and how does that all work on the business side? Yeah, I think so. Advertising is an, is a two trillion dollar industry globally. Uh, Bank of America spends eight hundred million. You know, all these brands have to spend so much money. In the two thousands, they started spending on websites, and even the twenty tens, that value is starting to erode. The TV commercial value is starting to erode. The radio commercial is starting to erode. Some of these old communication formats. So that money is why VCs are interested in Blue Wire because audiences are changing where they are congregating to consume. And the people who can put an audience together and aggregate impressions. So it's really the downloads from your podcast, all 120 of ours, putting them together. We're able to segment them out. Example, Pepsi is just on our NFL pods. DoorDash is on think all of them, but a lot on the NBA because they have partnerships there. Yep. So as we, as we continue to aggregate content, we get more and more of it. We can do bigger deals with these brands and more, more specifics. You know, we, we had Greg Olson this year. How do we get JJ Watt next year? How do we get Serena Williams? Those conversations, investments from um, venture capitalists, we can put back into the company and try and collect really good talent. So I was just going to ask. I was going to ask you that. How did the Greg Olson thing come about? Chris read my mind. Greg Olson. Uh, so I we did hire Maggie Lanter as our VP of BizDev. Maggie worked at Wasserman, big sports agency, for six years. Engaged to my former colleague at Fenway Sports Management, Greg Clifton. <laughs> Greg Clifton at Omaze. Yep. Small world. See the sports world. Everybody know. Everybody knows everybody. Greg Clifton, friend of the podcast, as they say. Uh, <laughs> friend of everybody. Greg Clifton is a friend of everybody. I've never met more of a networking human being in my life than Greg Clifton. He's, he's on the ball. Met him in Miami at the Super Bowl this past year. We were hiring for this position. I just raised the first $1.2 million for Blue Wire. And we needed, we needed not just an old school seller. We needed someone who could really land us a Greg Olson. Also navigate um, our finances. We were such a small company that... I could have hired a Titan media seller, but Maggie, to her credit, had the relationship with Greg Olson, hit him up her first month here. 
we got the deal done in a matter of weeks. Greg wants, he understands content. He understands the difference between broadcast and content. They're two totally different ways. He's going to be in the booth in Fox Sports afterwards, but he understands he's got to create content too, to have fans adore him and work with brands. So Greg sees the vision. I think the athletes we work with understand, wait a second, just like a YouTube, just like X, oh, a podcast is, is just a new way to talk to my fans. And athletes all the time have been doing endorsement deals. You know, Chevy essentially said, this is a commercial. This is basically like we're getting a Greg Olson commercial. He's going to talk with a bunch with our brand all over it. We're going to get some social media posts from him, and we're going to get ads on the Blue Wire Network. So that's how we're packaging it. And the athletes are like, okay, cool. Go get me paid. I want to look good. I want to create content. So it's a win-win-win is what we're trying to create for the brand, the athlete, and Blue Wire. So what's next in the Blue Wire world, right? So, you know, you're, uh, you just, you, you've been growing like crazy, but continue to grow like crazy. What's next? Yeah, I keep muting my, there's sirens in the background. I'm in San Francisco. The next thing is to move <laughs> to LA, get the office, get everyone together once the, the pandemic um, hopefully calms down in 2021. Get everyone there. I think you guys were on the all hands meeting last week. Yeah. We, and by we, the way, there, you remember how you said, Hey, there's a guy in the grocery store. Can you mute? Do you remember that? It was you. That was me. That was, that was, that was, that was me. I, my phone unmuted as I was trying to pick up food for my daughter. Uh, and it totally does like, Oh shit. And I was like hurrying to scramble to put it. So my bad, I apologize for that. Rob's an old man. No, no watching TV. He's the guy. Not <laughs> I'm like 85 you years see, old, but I'm 30. You see what I deal with? You see what I deal with every week? Having to have a conversation with him? Is... Oh, I'm the worst. No, no. I'm the worst. The old, the old souls are the best people because there's not. <laughs> I'm not that week. freaking old. I'm 38 years old. I hit the mute button by accident. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry yeah, it's easy. <laughs> Wait, no. So now I lost my train of thought. The question before this. What's next for Blue Wire? I got you all thrown off. Welcome to our podcast. <laughs> That's the best podcast. They're convoys. Um, we bucket the company in three big sections, our podcast network, athletes and partnerships, and then the top is our studio. And so really just allocating resources to all three. We reach 5 million unique users yearly right now, increasing that number by getting more content, marketing it better. Athletes and partnerships, we work with the Ravens, Greg Olson, like I said, how do we make, how do we 5X, 10X that bunch of teams, bunch of athletes. And then our storytelling is what we're really excited about, guys. Freddie Adu comes out November 17th. The brand is called American Prodigy. It's the Freddie Adu story told by Grant Wall. We got Freddie on the record. He turned down reportedly 30 for 30 and a couple others. So I think that storytelling is what we're really leaning into. That's what's next for us, growing the network, more partnerships and storytelling. A lot of people say, oh, why not esports? Why not gambling? I look at storytelling, look who's doing it. Netflix, Disney, Hulu, ESPN. That's where I want to play eventually. It's going to be a long haul to become one of those huge companies. But, you know, essentially that's the game they're playing. They're creating original storytelling and building huge audiences that's how we build a big company is getting great at that storytelling, getting in front of a lot of people. That's a perfect segue to this, this question targeted towards our young folks, Kevin. We get asked this question a lot, but clearly you've been doing this for a, a while. What can young people be doing 
from a content creation perspective, what advice can you give them of what it should look like, how they should be putting themselves out there, building that brand? Because to your the entry, the barrier to entry is so low now, right? You have you can like we were joking around. We went and bought a microphone. We have an Apple computer. We started recording. But given a pandemic, people are looking for things to do, separate themselves, tell that great story. What type of advice do you yeah. can you give the young folks? Like, this is what your content should look like, and this is how you add value to the, someone's Twitter feed versus just crap that you're putting out there. Yeah, this is really practical advice, I think. So for me, it was Twitter. I think you have to choose a platform like Twitter, Instagram, maybe Snap, but somewhere where you create every day and show off your brain. And then you also need to have a podcast or a YouTube somewhere where you go longer form somewhere where you can do interview interviews. It's really pick something in that Twitter, Instagram, snap bucket, and then pick also YouTube or pod. Only the best of the best can do it all. My Twitter is why we're here today. Why we're all connected. If I had a small Twitter, this thing would have went nowhere. I have 17,000, which is enough to show credibility. I got a blue check mark through all the hard work I did. Without my Twitter, we're not here. And I think focusing on one of the platforms like that, you can have an outsized return for yourself as a human being of funneling your network through. We, we recruit people on my Twitter. We send DMs to, you know, our, Henry is DMing from me on my Twitter. So I, I really think if you're doing sports, Twitter is where you, you need to show off your mind. And then I would say pick long form. Podcasting is much easier to do. YouTube, if you're good at it, you can separate yourself quickly. Great advice. Great follow too. You are, are, are on uh, Twitter. What is it? Mr. Kevin I Jones? Used to be, man. I used to be. My tweets used to be 49ers focused. I used to be tweeting all the time. Now there's just so promo. There's so, I'm gone corporate on them. I only promote our own stuff. <laughs> hey, we all, so, sell, we all sell it at one point in life. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> I, I run out of t- hours of the day. I used to really think about a tweet for half an hour at a time when I, when, when content was top of mind for me, whether it was 49ers or whatever. And even a LinkedIn post, I try and post there weekly, a, a weekly blue wire update. I will think there, but it's okay to slow down. You don't have to post every thought every second. It's okay to use your drafts for some content. And I think you, you do as an individual need a content strategy. If you're really going to go about this, even if you're in sales, even if you're in operations, you want to have a digital presence. You want to be able to put some good thoughts together out there for people. You don't want to be scared. I, we interview candidates sometimes. They don't have a LinkedIn. They, they don't tweet anything, but they, they say they're a huge fan. Then I don't know if you connect with the next generation, really. You've you got to participate. I think that's a big thing. I know social media is uncomfortable. I think Twitter is okay. Instagram, I totally understand the FOMO and the likes and why people really don't opt in there. Twitter, if you're going to be in sports, I think you got to participate. I agree. I think if you're in sports and you want to comment about different things, whether it's from our side, maybe more the business side than the on-field side, but I think you've got to comment about what's going on in uh, in our world, the business world, and especially if like, you know, Laker film room say, it's like, what if they didn't comment about, you know, how LeBron James played last night? Are you kidding me? That's how they build an audience. That's yeah. They, you show up every day and you figure out your niche after posting a bunch of crap really for a year or two of figuring out what you're going to be online, your digital presence. Right. I'm happy to help people. Um, everyone should check out mentorpass.co. It's a new startup I'm going to be involved in, but 
but I do some mentoring sessions for folks who are, who are really looking to take it seriously. Cool. Well, I just got the little thing cause I'm cheap, uh, that says running out of time. It's time to, uh, for your zoom interview to end because you won't buy the damn thing. So, uh, Kevin, um, I just want to just want to say a million thank yous for joining us. Uh, congratulations on all the success. We're so happy, thrilled, uh, uh, humbled to be part of the Blue Wire family. It's uh, yeah, a million thanks cool. to you guys for joining us. I would say right back at you. It, we are a smaller army. It takes each podcast is is pulling their own weight, and you know, um, I, I see this as a huge business podcast a few years from now. Honestly that that's all it takes and i see the the people who listen to this getting opportunities through you guys you guys are changing the world for real audio and media like it, it it's it's corny it's cliche it's like fuzzy feels good but it, you know there's people we're inside people's heads right now for real anyone's listening to this at the end please dm me if on twitter my dms are open uh, happy to help any listeners of this podcast oh awesome we, we we appreciate it and there's definitely some fun things that we've been uh a part of and uh we say change the world i'm not sure we change the world but i definitely know we blue wire is that's what i'm saying yeah oh, blue wire's gonna change the world not not us we're just two idiots yeah but and that's what i'm saying we, we, we don't have one big podcast we don't have a bill simmons you know what i'm saying yeah Every, like, everyone plays their part here and i um yeah you guys are awesome let me know any any way i can help this pod um, oh, when we we'll put it out tomorrow so hit the retweet button when we tag you that'll 100 percent. yeah uh, <laughs> I, I will get our social team to create some stuff here too awesome well uh kev uh thank you so very much it was awesome enjoy san francisco hope there's no more uh police cars or sirens or anything going past your room too much oh that's every second every every hour i gotta get out of it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right many right, thanks thanks kevin thanks guys indeed even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire, with 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month. Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a 70 $5 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. Speaking of jobs, uh, BlueWire is hiring. They posted on their LinkedIn and they posted on their Twitter. They're looking for people. They are. Lots, Lots of people. people. Kevin was great. Kevin was fantastic. Uh, we're not just saying that because he's our boss. We are saying that because he's, he's our boss, but he's also fantastic. Is he technically yes, our boss? Correct. We don't really get, you know. Uh, we don't want to divulge too, too much yeah, of our right, contract. Right. We're, we're getting. Uh, yeah, he's, he's our he's boss. Our, right? he he could, be, uh, we have a contract. We have a, con right? we have a contract. He's, he's our boss. He's our boss. 
Yep, I have 25 bosses, uh, so that's just good. Throw another one on top of it. It's fine. <laughs> my, I needed. The main boss in uh, my house is four years old. Uh, mine is right. two. So, yeah, anyway. She's 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 in charge. She turns two, actually, this weekend. Ah, there so we go. So happy, birth ha happy birthday happy to birthday. my daughter, Emma. Happy birthday, Emma. She will be two years old on Very Sunday. Nice. Happy birthday, Emma. Um, so I thought Kevin said some unique things, right? I think... You heard me say it in there. Do something, damn it. Do something, right? He's the one that went out and and did something. He did, did a lot. lot. Just not one thing. Did a lot. He he did a lot. And the, look, he saw white space. He took his passion, his expertise, and he put it to use and created a company. And it's what we kind of talk about all the time here. Like you, people want to work in sports because they say they love sports. We got to go expand beyond that. What are you good at beyond just saying you like sports that you can correlate to come work in this business and make it a passion of yours to be successful and build something either with a team, an agency, a league, or, or be entrepreneurial and go start your own business. I like sports. <laughs> you're hired. <laughs> you're, you're qualified. You're in. Oh my goodness! No, but I, um, I, you know, I think with him, he was. I, I think he was open. By the way, I really would like to dive into his Cleveland Browns days. Ah, uh, sounded horrific, terrifying, and fascinating. I know. All at the same I really time. wanted to dive in there, but I didn't think like that was it. But I want to get into like the nitty gritty of the uh, Cleveland, yeah. Cleveland Browns backstabbing, backstabbing and he called. I, no, I have no. I've never watched an episode, as you can imagine. But Game of Thrones, I know. He, he he dubbed it like Game of Thrones. So I want to know. That's that's intense. That's an intense place to work if it's like Game of Thrones. You have to. You got you got factions and families and all these different pieces moving together to just probably get everyone fired. It sound like he got fired. Um, Larry Larry Lucchino yeah, no. always he always he tells me once he's like the good ones always get fired once at least once he says. Well, that's that's good. But yeah, no, Kevin Kevin was great. Uh, I think it kind of, again, just stresses the people out there listening. The barrier to entry to get something off the ground right now is so low. Specifically, like you and I talked about, this podcast started because we bought a microphone. We turned on our computer and we just started talking to see where it would go. And it evolves and it grows. And then you join podcast networks and who knows from there. But yeah, it's uh, it's... It's fascinating that side of the business, content, content, content. It's what we, you and I hear from the sponsorship side all the time now, right? It's content, 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 content. I also content. found it interesting that he called content differently than like, you know, long, like a TV show, right? That's not the like content being kind of short form. Long form, long form. Yeah, I also thought he had a good video. thing of, uh, at the end of like having a strategy. He goes, I thought about a tweet for a half an hour. I haven't thought about anything <laughs> for a half an hour, right? <laughs> I maybe about what I want to eat for dinner. No, I'm not might be... Taco Bell. You talked, you 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 went and you ate. The, uh, probably thought about that for more than half an hour. We haven't even covered that. We didn't even talk about we that. Talked about that. So, how was it? It was great. I mean, it was it was, great, it was right? delicious. It was just, we're gonna. Yeah, I had nothing. This was the thing. I never had anything again. It wasn't like it wasn't like Olive Garden. I was not anti Taco Bell. I just never really was like, oh, I'm gonna go get a taco. So, from so taco now Bell. when you're driving past and there's a Taco Bell, you're like, hey, I'm gonna, I'll stop there. I'm hungry. No, no. <laughs> well, you just said it was great. No. Yeah, what? I just don't. I, I mean, I not even saying. I I don't stop anywhere for fast food. Chick Fil A. 
I've had it once since I've been here in Natick. You lived in Natick for seven You've years. You've been there once? I, I've, uh, yeah, no, I've, I've told you I, I grew up with it. So for, I, it was in my yeah. food court at my mall when I just never found it. I, I think it's really good. I just I just never think to go to McDonald's, Wendy's, or talk, like any of those places for a meal. I just I just don't. I, 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 and it's not near your work, right? So you're getting a lot of lunch. Sometimes you get lunches there. So like... Well, like Taco, Taco Bell? Bell, like there was a Taco Bell in Omaha. Oh yeah, there's nowhere, there's nothing right. by Fenway. So Taco yeah. Bell was down the street from the new ballpark in Omaha, so it was like I'm gonna go to Taco Bell because it's right there. Yeah, no, I, I mean we have Chipotle. I go to Chipotle by the park all the Chipotle's time. Chipotle's great. Uh, I love burritos. Sweet, sweet green. Sweet green's good. Um, anyway, we don't have to talk uh, about our lunches. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I did. I'm just, hey, I'm proud, of, I'm proud. I got of you. in the car. I got in the car. My wife was asleep. I drove there, got found a Taco Bell that was open 24 hours, got there before midnight, broadcasted it. It was I, I capped off your day in the life with me eating Taco Bell. How about that? <laughs> By the way, you got in a car, put in the GPS, drove to Taco Bell. I literally won't use my thumb to press a button to hit the remote to watch an episode of The Office. I'm I the know. worst person you ever, won't. I'm pretty sure. I... I think during the last week's podcast, you said because mine wasn't fully completed, that it would be like you having Netflix crash <laughs> on you, and you were right. But now I've completed the task. Nah, I'm so. not complete that one. It's just like I'm not I have no interest. Oh, <laughs> uh, whatever. I give up. <laughs> I'll wear you down. I'll grind you down. <laughs> I so give anyway, up. what were we talking about with Kevin before we um, about Kevin start. Your strategy, strategy, yeah, thinking, about, thinking something. about something for. So I, I give him credit, right? So he's like, do something, and he gave you like the, I think real life advice is like, go crush a platform, right? So I think he kind of focused on Twitter and Instagram. Okay, I can get behind that, and also about having a long form way using YouTube and and or uh, a podcast, right? I think we do, you know, we do we we put most of our energy in the podcast. We've got to do better on our social media, at least my personal one. Yes. Right? The, uh, yeah. No. You and I, we ha- we probably get an F for self promotion because we have you and I both have the biggest following compared to our our front office features channels. We're not doing enough promotion through our own social right. channels. It's also right. I don't want to make excuses. We've I've been saying this for months and I haven't done anything about it. So uh, we've that's gotta that's gotta change. Maybe you know, yeah, kind of New we get, Year's resolution. We're coming up, kind of a couple months. New Year's revolution resolution, maybe. Uh maybe maybe yeah. Uh, post twenty twenty, we we wiped the slate clean and we we own we own Twitter on yeah, twenty twenty. I can do better. Than that. I can do Twitter. I like Twitter. I like Twitter. I think is my favorite one of them all. For me now, one thousand percent. Not even close. Like I. Like I, I, I was like, I got the Instagram. I just don't go on it. I just don't care. Like I Instagram, just... I like ish, but I like Twitter the most. I, I think I like Facebook the least. Yeah, I like Twitter for like the news. I like the conversations you can have. I see other people's opinions. Like, I think that's where that belongs. Not on Facebook. I like, people who post like the political rants on Facebook. People like, who post not, political I rants. See, I'm pick... not friends with you anyway. Like, no, but you know what I mean. Like, if I'm going to read something, that's going to be. I don't want to read it on right. Facebook. Like if I'm, I'm, it's not where I'm going to right. Facebook for. So you bring up politics, right? And we, we're, we do a podcast, and we're in the middle of the one of the the biggest presidential election of all time. I have no ambition to talk yep. 
politics here. We're no, not we're not going to talk politics. politics. We're, we're going to correlate. We are going to correlate. correlate. We're I will say this. Politics. One of the things where, you know, we were talking about sports ratings being down. I was listening to Sports Business Journal. It was either today and today being uh, Wednesday the 4th that I think it was either today the uh, the 4th or the 3rd podcast on Sports Business Journal's Daily Pod saying that they – uh, did some research on the people who said, I'm no longer, uh, I didn't watch as much sports this year on television. And they said, why? They said 20% of those respondents said sports is getting too political. Yep. Really? They said sports is getting too political and that's, I do it. And look, I think correlating that, what we want to talk about next, people use sports and really going to an event as an escape, man. Like this is like, a vacation that's down the street for three hours, right? And sports can be used that way during a time where a country is, you know, and all on it is as divided as it's ever been, right? And when you yep. go to an event, uh, you don't know if the person sitting next to you or behind you is uh, red or blue. Who cares, right? We're just rooting for the, in our case, we're rooting for the Red Sox. Or if we're going to a Celtics game, we're rooting for the Celtics, right? Um you know, that's what it's about. And it just, like, ends all this stress and crap and stuff. You just kind of use an escape. Like, I don't know, go get a beer and a hot dog. For sure. And I think we've talked about this a little bit, and this is what we want to correlate this to, is there's clearly a fissure, a fraction down the middle right now. Of, I mean, see how close this election is going to be, where – People just need some sort of escape from this. And we've mainly found that at sporting events, to your point, where we can unite for three and a half, four hours around one common goal or cause to root for your team. Doesn't matter about anything else in those given moments. Everything else kind of slips away. And this this is to talk to the young folks. That's, that's what we do in this business. That's where we succeed. That's where we thrive as we create those opportunities for people to have those memories, to, to feel good and, and just kind of let themselves be a kid again for a little bit. And that's where your great answer can be when someone asks you why you want to work in sports. Uh, but what I would say is, look, as a young person right now, you have, you have, you have an opportunity to, to have your voice be heard. You have a, you have a way to create something like Kevin did our, our, the CEO of blue wire to infect change for the positive, however you see that in your viewpoint and using sports as that avenue and that tool, that's something really cool about our business. Yeah, I, it's, you know, one of the things that we do, at least in the minor league level, there's no way that you can do it at the big league level, is at the end of the game, we our staff goes out and says goodbye to everybody. I can't tell you how much I miss that. And no one knows if you're a Republican or Democrat unless you're wearing a Trump or a Biden or T-shirt, right? Right. Um, and it's just like you had fun, and it was the ultimate what brings people together. And I think part of who are we talking to um, that says talk about your uh, talk about your why? The guy from um, Trevor Bauer, right? Yeah, yeah, Alec. Yeah, um, Alec. he was uh, talking about finding your why. I think part of my why in you know why sports, the sports businesses for me, is like. I don't like drama, hence I never watch TV shows. But, <laughs> but I like things that make people happy, right? And no matter yep. if the team got 
killed that night. Uh, they lost in the, you know, they blew a big lead. No matter what, they still had fun, right? And it's just, you're there for fun. You're there for enjoyment. And I think the how sports brings that all together is unlike anything else, right? You sell insurance, you're not getting that, right? You're not, it doesn't happen in uh, commercial real estate. No, not typically. <laughs> not, no, that's not a necessity. Typically. That's, that's a necessity tip. That's a necessity for most businesses. Well, before this um, situation that we're on. So, yeah, no, it, it, it's a, it's the beauty of sports where they kind of, look, I kind of disagree that the 20% kind of a thing is why they're not watching is becoming political is kind of a cop out. Sports has always been political. It's the Muhammad Ali. There's, there's just always been politics in sports. We have the national anthem before every game. We have military flyovers. We record, like it's just, it's, there's always some sort of politics that coincide with sports. I, uh, now, go ahead. I, I have something. Go ahead. Wait, no, go ahead. What are you going to say? So you're always, you're talking about politics is always in sports. In Battle Creek, I was a young, hungry salesperson, and it was an election year, mm-hmm. and it was our last year, right? We're moving to something else, and uh, I got, I called up the guy running for Congress, and I said, hey, do you want to uh, sponsor a, the t-shirt, uh, t-shirt toss at the, uh, at the ballpark? And uh, the guy goes, yeah, I think I do. So I called up the, the uh, other guy who was running against him, called him up. No, I don't want any of that stuff. So we were tossing... Uh, Schwartz, Schwartz for Congress T-shirts into the uh, hey, into the crowd. That money's green. <laughs> money's green. So that was my. Uh, I I don't think too many people have sold a sponsorship to a political campaign, but I have for like twenty five. No, years. I mean I didn't. I think I think Trump had a NASCAR this year. Oh, did too. he really? Yeah, I think he wrapped it. I think he wrapped the NASCAR. Made makes sense. Sounds um, on brand. But yeah. <laughs> so, uh, no comment. Um, we're not going to get political. No, we're not getting political. I'm just yeah, saying no. it sounds like a, no, I, I like was, a I thing he co- would do. wants to be big and bold in front of everybody, right? Go for it. Yep, yep. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I mean, that's that was kind of it. It's like, look, you have an opportunity as a young person right now to, to make a mark in society by using this platform that you're creating for yourself through sports. Figure that out. Realize even though you might feel like you're young and – it doesn't matter. It does. Like if sometimes you look back and go, Oh, I probably should have paid a little bit more attention to this or that. Cause it affects me later on in life when it does actually matter. So just be aware and, and understand that today's choices will affect your later in life choices. Agree. Agree. I, um, you know, this, it's just a weird time to be alive. Uh, you know, and it's interesting. <laughs> it's like besides football right now, we're all in off season mode, which is weird, right? Like, October, November, the NBA should be playing, the NHL should be playing. Um, you know, if I'm a, uh, if I'm someone looking for work, I have my eyes glued to when the NBA is going to start, how the NHL is going to start. You know, uh, you know if there's going to be fans, how there's going to be fans. Same thing with baseball, uh, minor league and major league. Um, by the way, I think next pod we can start talking about some of this uh, minor league, major league stuff. Uh, man, it's getting interesting. For sure, no. I think it's going to reshape the 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 whole landscape and also just how people approach looking for work, right? Because that's that's going to have a profound impact on people's lives. Yeah, buddy. Well, look, 
I know we had a great conversation uh, here, and I think, too, uh, great conversation with Kevin. I think, too, uh, that he had some, with his going and do something, sports brings people together. During this political season, um, I just, you know, for me, it's the world's not going to end one way or the other. We're going to continue pushing on. Just like, you know, this is kind of where the, you know, just it's all going to be all right. It's all going to be all right, one way or the other. Uh, so let's just yeah, just and just be kind. I to also each give other, right? a, just be good humans. I give a lot of credit. Just be good to, humans. Um, the young folks, the young uh, voter turnout has been insane, which is usually not a great demographic that turns out to vote in political elections this year. Off the charts. So our listeners, you voted. Congrats. Great. You know, I'd say the the best the best news coming out of this election will be that the amount of votes cast will be records levels. Totally in all agree. And categories. Gets people like, into that's... the process. I think it's uh, I think it's I think it's wonderful. Wonderful. You know what's weird is yes. um when I've I've voted in I haven't missed one yet. I voted every presidential election since two thousand four. 2000, right? I turned 18 in 2000. 2000, right? yeah. That was our first, yeah, 2000 when we first, you and I first yeah, voted. Right. So, I, I, so 20 years, right? 20 years of, uh, yep. I'm not saying I vote in every between presidential elections. Uh, well, we, well, you and I live in two states where some of those elections don't really matter. Right. <laughs> Quite frankly, because it's got no. The, uh, the local ones matter, right? So you like your local. The local uh, ones do, you know, yeah. The, and yeah. those can be decided by literally tens of, uh, of votes. So don't think that, uh, you know, your vote always, always matters. I, did, uh, you'll see in this election, this, every vote did counts. Your, uh, did you, you did mail in or did you go? I did mail in, but I dropped it off. Can I tell you how much I did? I did the same thing mail in, but I dropped it off at the little valve. Can I tell you how yeah. much I enjoyed that process rather than going? Oh, of course. Be- well, every day. Well, because, I was able to uh, research some of the candidates, but there, right? So, like, I had my ballot out, and you see their names, and you're like, oh, I don't, what are they about? And then you type in. I remember, you know, in one of our elections here in Rhode Island, the incumbent I wasn't a big fan of, but, all right, so let's see what the other candidates are. And you type them in, you're like, oh, my God, you're a moron, right? So it's like, <laughs> I could never vote for you. So I'm not voting for <laughs> yeah, you. Right? So it's like, <laughs> yeah. all right, we'll see what's going on. But, uh, yeah, so I did enjoy. No, it does. That's true. It gives you way more chance to do some research because you show up there sometimes. You're like, who are these right? people? Right, and it's like you try right? to do like, your you research know. before, but if they're two names that you've never heard of before, sometimes I know them that I've, like, flipped them in my mind. It's like, ah, what is it? But then I had my laptop right next to me as I was Googling these people. And then I remember this, like, well, the incumbent I don't really like, but let me check this guy out and check this guy out. It's like, you are did you, a lunatic. Did you guys, did you guys have any, uh, anything good on the ballot in Rhode Island for like any, any um, good questions? No, the one thing that, the big yeah, thing any good that they wanted to change was, uh, apparently Rhode Island's official state name is the state of Rhode Island and the Providence Plantations. And there was a question. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you drop it? Uh, We were a split household. No, I'm saying, did the, did the, did Rhode Island drop it? Oh, I don't know the answer to that. I haven't looked at the, that wasn't the one that really. We, our only major question was right to repair, which is to do with your car repairs. I saw, I got, in Rhode Island, we get ads for that. 
And that's I was just, like, yeah. What the hell? I can go to. What, what so, so it very quickly to describe because this is gonna be riveting. <laughs> Every all the all the cars today are made with computers, right? So essentially, the local car repair shops are saying we need access to that data for you to be able to fix my car when I bring it in because the dealers like. GMC doesn't want those them to have it, so you have to go to GMC. Oh, got it. And their argument is, well, if they have access to it, they can hack your car. It was, it was a whole thing. I mean, I really didn't care. Um, but did, did you see Oregon or Oregon? How did Oregon? I don't know. No, I, I don't say think that. it's say Oregon. Oregon. I think it's Oregon. They uh, decriminalized every drug, <laughs> like literally every drug. Decriminalized cocaine, heroin, meth. Which I I then started thinking, like, you know what? I, there's people probably shouldn't go to jail if you're it's like a certain amount right you can't be the dealer and be fine with it but like if you're just possession and then all five states for marijuana pass new jersey montana south dakota which i was like shocked at montana and south dakota the, and arizona the marijuana thing is gonna be, you know uh is it's gonna be marijuana and sports gambling are gonna be the ways i think oh, a lot of fo- a lot of these states are gonna try and fill their buckets back uh, and, and then some. Four states passed sports gambling um, on the ballot. Great. Uh, so, like yeah. Said, not to get too political. It's, I don't, I don't de- care about the marijuana thing, right? And I don't, obviously, the sports betting thing, let them bet, right? It doesn't seem like me think. Decriminalizing uh, heroin <laughs> yeah, look it up. Oregon. and they- meth might be a line for look me, but maybe I don't know enough about <laughs> the information, right? Just off the top of my... Uh, I think in one state, one state legalized the use of mushrooms for medical treatment, like m- like magic mushrooms. I'm terrible. Like, what what oh, the hell is going? Uh, no, I'm good. 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 Oh, that sounds like a good way to wrap that it. Sounds like a great way to wrap it on magic mushrooms. I'll talk to you later. Magic mushrooms. Listen to our podcast on magic mushrooms. Go for it. Uh, oh Jesus! All right. See ya. Later. Football is back in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on all the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget, use the promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts.